Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of the Album. My conversation with Aubrey Powell began with a deep dive into the Led Zeppelin album In Through the Outdoor, which you can find an episode or two back if you haven't already listened. I kept Poe on the line a little longer to ask him about a more recent hypnosis project, the two images that graced Pink Floyd's 2019 release The Later Years, 1987 to 2019. We talk about the cover for the Highlights compilation album, which features a photograph shot by Poe in 1981 in Iceland at the Grafler Geothermal Power Station, and also about the cover for the extravagant box set of the same name. Yeah, so before I let you go, let's, um, let's touch on the Pink Floyd cover that you recently put together for the later years, the black and white image, which was an, a relatively early hypnosis image that that finally has found its album home. Would that be the right way to put it? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. And maybe a little bit, maybe in telling me about that, you can touch on how your relationship with them is now and how, you know, working on that, using the imagery from from before. Okay. Currently I'm working as an art director for Pink Floyd, um, and I deal with a lot of re-release material that comes out. And recently, they bought out a box set, which was called The Later Years. And I was looking around for an image to use. Well, Hypnosis have an archive. And in that archive, there are various, what we used to call turkeys. There are various uh, I- images, transparencies, uh, photographs and stuff that we would shoot for one reason or another or as an idea to show somebody, but actually at the end of the day, they never got used or they were rejected. So I, I, I sort of trawl through these from time to time and sometimes blow them up for fun for myself. But I was thinking about the later years and the later years for Pink Floyd was from 1987 onwards when Roger Waters left the band and there was a lot of acrimony And David Gilmore and Nick Mason were left fighting for the name Pink Floyd, and they won. And it was just the two of them. And without Roger, who was probably the main writer and main concept man behind Pink Floyd, this was a challenge for them to to resurrect Pink Floyd and, and make it go on. So I was thinking about an idea whereby... Two people are searching for a path, a way to go forward into the later years. Well, many years before, in 1976, I'd been on tour with Paul McCartney. He was doing a a big Wings Over America tour, and I was employed to do a book about it called Hands Across the Water. And the deal I did with Paul is that I would shoot on the hour, wherever I was. So if I was two o'clock in the morning, I was in a nightclub, I'd take a photograph there. If it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I was in an aeroplane with him, I'd take a photograph of him there. Uh, if it was three o'clock in the afternoon and somebody was selling an interesting shot of magazines outside a, a, a bookstore, I'd take that photograph. It wasn't necessarily all about Paul. It was about what I found around the tour. And this made it for a a much more interesting reportage uh, style of book than just your regular pop book. But Paul McCartney agreed to that. And there was one point where we were driving with a couple of limousines 
uh, out to Nassau, Long Island, where Paul was going to perform that night. And the limo drivers got lost and they stopped by uh, an old disused uh, sort of coffee shop called Peyton Place. They pulled out a map to see where they were. No sat-nav in those days. And the sunlight fell upon these two drivers and created a shadow in front of me on the map. And it looked so discombobulated and their the, the bodies were underneath the map and yet the heads were somehow superimposed onto the map in silhouette. I took the shot and I thought, this is a, a very interesting image. Um, and and I thought it, it, it would be suitable somewhere down the line for an idea for somebody. So the following year, 1977, Pink Floyd came up with animals. And prior to Roger Waters designing the pig over the past at Battersea Power Station, Hypnosis had presented some ideas. So one of the things that I presented, knowing that the essence behind animals was an Orwellian story, uh, actually it was Animal Farm that he did, and I thought it was 1984. So it was a bit of cross-thinking here. Um, I presented a drawing, which was of two men holding a map outside an industrial space, uh, exactly lit the same as the photograph that I'd taken for Paul McCartney. Uh, it was rejected. So, spin forward uh, another couple of years to 1980, and I find myself in Iceland shooting a cover for a Japanese artist called Yumi Matsutoya. Huge artist, a bit like sort of Barbara Streisand of, uh, of um, Japan. Anyway, uh, I, I found this location that was amazing by chance of these steam pipes coming from an underground uh, uh, facility uh, that supplied Reykjavik with all its heating. It was just bizarre. And the sun was in the right direction. I had a map and I said to the two assistants I had, one was Peter Christophers and the other was Anthony Taylor, hold the map, go and stand in this spot and let me take a photograph of it because it's exactly like the picture I'd taken in 1975 for Paul McCartney. We did. I always loved the picture. I never blew it up. I didn't do anything with it, but the photographs remained in the hypnosis archive. So when the later years came along, Pink Floyd, and I was trying to think of something that would be relevant in terms of two people, David Gilmore and Nick Mason, starting on a new path with Pink Floyd in 1987, I thought this picture is absolutely perfect. It's two people seeking a, a way to go by looking at a map. They're lost and they don't know how they're going to get there, but this is what it is. And I showed this photograph to them both, you know, which is by this time some 40 years old. And they both said, that's absolutely right. So we put it on the cover. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really chuffed about that. Sometimes you believe in an idea you keep pursuing it, and eventually it happens. And and there's nothing greater than that. That's a that's really um, a, a, a pleasant feeling. You know, I'm very chuffed about that. I can imagine it's found its perfect home, for sure. Yeah, it's found a perfect um, home. Yeah, and it feels a shame for me to ask you this now, almost because that's a lovely ending. But I, but as we're talking about the eighty years, it would be silly not to ask you just to tell me a little bit about the idea for the. Um, 
was it the sing the CD release or the the not special box set release of the same album, which is the bent twisted lampposts. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. It would be really nice just to hear about the yeah. the idea of that briefly. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about it. Thank you. As my role as art director for Pink Floyd these days, um, I don't always design things myself or photograph them myself anymore. Um, I like to get other people involved. Um, it, it's more fun. You know, I, I don't have Storm to bounce off anymore. He, he died, sadly died in 2013. Peter Christofferson also died in 2008. So I find myself alone <laughs> and seeking the help of others and wanting to work with other people, um, which is half the fun. So uh, I called in a friend of mine um, called Michael Johnson, who has a design studio, and I said to him, would you be interested to have a crack at working on the, the later year's album cover? And, and I threw in some ideas of the sort of thing I, that, that I liked. I said I wanted it very hypnosis. I wanted something which was in an interesting landscape, something which, uh, you know, an event that was going on that would be portentous and, and had a sense of, of a slight science fiction atmosphere. Anyway, he came up with the idea of twisted lampposts uh, with a pit figure walking in front of them and that, that that figure was having an effect on the lampposts that they were walking along. These developed further and further into us using, uh, first of all, it was a businessman. And I showed the rough ideas to David Gilmore and Nick Mason and they both went, businessmen, we've seen this before from hypnosis. You know, if you look back to Wish You Were Here, you have... Uh, the businessman with the bowler hat, the invisible businessman with the bowler hat and, and briefcase standing in the middle of the desert in a, in, a, in a dark suit. So I said, OK, well, Nick Mason actually said to me, what about a young girl, have a small child? And it's the child that is creating this, uh, you know, a bit like Yuri Geller. You know, remember Yuri Geller who used to bend the spoons just by holding the spoon in his hand and the next minute it would twist? That sort of um, extrasensory perception and power that you have, uh, or some people have, which are capable of doing these sort of things. So uh, anyway, so again, back to the drawing board, made some roughs. Of course, in this day and age, one can make incredible marquettes that look absolutely wonderful, almost like the final thing. Presented it back to the band. They said, go ahead. So uh, I sent Rupert Truman off to the photographer, off to... Uh, uh, California to go and shoot it for me. That photograph is actually seven different pictures stripped together. You've got all the lampposts, which had all had to be manipulated from real lampposts. Uh, we then had the backgrounds. I did. I like. Didn't I like the the road from one shot, but not from another? So I put the road in, and I wanted a tacky old tarmac road. The skies from another shot. The mountains are two different mountains, you know, and, 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 the, and the desert is from another place. And that's all manipulated afterwards. So the old thing that hypnosis used to do, which was doing everything for real, has gone out the window with modern technology. And I embrace it because what would have been very a very complex uh, piece of collage years ago, probably impossible to do that sort of complex, uh, although House of the Holy for Led Zeppelin is probably just as complex, and that was a collage. Um, and animals. Had, uh? And animals. I mean, you achieved that by by 
needs must with animals with the sky. Again, yes, Pink Floyd animals. Uh, I suppose that was a cause. We put the pig in to a, a different sky that was, um, was in. But also, if I go back further than that, to um, Omagoma, which, uh, you know, which is one picture within another picture within another picture within another picture, which is all collage, all carefully cut out and stuck together. Um, so... But in this day and age when, you know, you've got bomb technology and you can do these things on a computer and what used to take sort of a month to do can now be done in about two days, um, you know, is wonderful. Anyway, so uh, I took all these seven elements, glued them all together, if you like, with Michael Johnson and presented the final thing to the band and they loved it. They thought it was absolutely appropriate. And I think it's a really interesting picture. I, I, I really, uh, it's one of the, the best things I've done in the last five years. I absolutely love it. Well, I think that ability to draw other creatives into your orbit, something that you did, you've done throughout with, with hypnosis and now is, um, is a wonderful thing. And you end up with a pair of images for this, this later year's release that kind of tell two very different, very hypnosis stories. And um, I love it for, I love it for that. I think also, um, you know, what's got to remember is that with technology moving forward, I'm not so interested in that. I mean, I, I want to know about the technology, but I don't need to operate it. I don't need to know how a modern Hasselblad works in, in its intricacy in a digital world. What I need is somebody to take the photograph that I want taken. So it's much easier and better for me rather than starting a learning curve all over again with modern technology is to go to somebody like Rupert Truman who has that information and say here's the picture I want you shoot it for me or to go to others like Michael Johnson who has you know extraordinary facilities in his studio to be able to manipulate pictures together for me exactly how I want them um, I don't need to know I don't need that skill I don't need to know how to do it myself and I think this is, uh, you know, part of letting go of a tradition that I was involved in some 50 years ago that is unnecessary now. It's, you know, it's all about cooperation and coordination and, and working with really interesting, good people. Yes, and knowing what to look for in them, um, I imagine. Well, if you would like to watch the full video interview from this conversation with Poe, head over to Hypergallery's YouTube channel. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the Art of the Album podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes.